When many investors are looking at deals, their cash-on-cash return tends to be something they lean heavily on. But there's a somewhat more advanced metric that savvy investors will look at as they hold their properties, which may actually indicate your investment is decreasing in its effective ability to put your money to work. So let's talk about this metric over the next few minutes. This is the Passive Real Estate Strategies Podcast where we educate career-driven individuals who have tapped out their earning potential, learn about passive real estate investing so you can continue building your wealth without compromising your time or taking on more responsibilities. I'm your host and managing partner at Realm Investors, a multifamily syndication group who has helped multiply millions of dollars for our passive investors. Thanks for tuning in and let's get on with the show. There's a return measure that many investors don't know about called return on equity. Now, not return on investment and not return on cash, which is another way of saying cash on cash return. Return on equity is different in that it typically decreases as you hold a property long-term. So we'll talk about why this decreases and what you should do about it. Return on equity is the amount returned versus the total equity you have in a property. So let's say you purchase a $100,000 property with a 20% down payment, and you also paid 5% in closing cost. So you've invested $25,000 into the deal, and every year you have a net positive cash flow of $3,000 after debt service. Well, to calculate your cash on cash return, you take that $3,000 profit and divide it by the $25,000 of cash you put into the deal and you'd get a 12% cash on cash return, which is pretty good. Now, if you've purchased your property in an appreciating area, chances are the rents that that property can get you will increase slowly year after year. So it wouldn't be uncommon to see your cash on cash grow slightly every year as you can charge a bit more for rent and you experience some principal pay down as well. So let's recap the situation before we dive into return on equity. If you put in 20% as a down payment on a property, that means the bank owns 80% of it. And in this case, you own 20% of it. You have 20% equity in the property. So in this scenario, you still owe $80,000 to the bank. But here's where return on equity comes into play. Let's say it's been five years of owning the property. And in that five years, you've paid your debt down from $80,000 down to $60,000, which is really fast. But let's just say for simplicity, now you owe $60,000 on it because of those monthly mortgage payments you make every month. This increases your equity in the property from initially just 20%, $20,000, which was your initial down payment, up to $40,000 because now you've also paid off $20,000 from your mortgage payments. Now, let's also say during that five years, you've been able to increase your annual cash flow from $3,000 to $4,000 every year. Since you still only invested upfront cash of $25,000, your cash flow has jumped from 12% to 16% because now you're taking $4,000 in annual cash flow and dividing it by your initial $25,000 investment. But if you take into account the additional locked up equity you have in the property, your return on equity actually drops. Now you take the total equity you have in the property, which was initially your $20,000 down payment. Now it's plus the additional $20,000 in loan pay down 
which will equal $40,000 of total equity. So if you take your annual cash flow of $4,000 and divide it by $40,000 of total equity you have involved in the property, now you get a 10% return on equity. Now, this is an important metric because as investors, we're always looking for ways to keep our velocity of money high, meaning as we get money, we continue to deploy it into assets so it can go to work for us. And as we pay down loans and increase our equity in a property, we will eventually see that the return on equity amount decreases. And once it crosses a certain threshold, you may want to look at pulling equity out either from a sale or refinance so you can deploy that equity into other assets almost refilling that high return on equity that you get from the early stages of an investment. Now, when you have properties and locked up equity, you should always ask yourself if there are other opportunities that equity would be more effectively deployed in and use return on equity as another metric you can use to make educated investing decisions. Well, that's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you're looking to learn more about passive real estate investments, Make sure you head to our show notes and download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies, where we reveal the ins and outs of the truly passive ways to invest in real estate. We'll see you on the next episode.